Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits, coming to you live from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. Oh. So, who do we have here? <laughs> it's the new! It was going too well. <laughs> Alright, try again. Coming to you live from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California. <laughs> Tonight in the garage, we've got... Uh, we got a bunch of wankers. <laughs> <laughs> Say bollocks or some shit, Emma. Not yet. Oh. Bollocks! <laughs> Couldn't fucking hold it in, could you? <laughs> no, really. It's hard to hold the bollocks. Isaac! What? Stop being a tosser and get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, tonight in the garage we have... Douglas. I'm here. Uh, over in the corner we got Chuck. Yeah. Uh, next to Emma, we got Jim. Lively bunch. Hey, hey, hey. Next to Jim, we got Emma. Hello, darling. And on the Pretty Girl Couch, we have, I don't know our guest's name yet. Deborah. Deborah. And Aliki. And Aliki. Hi. And then we get Kat. Meow. I'm here. And it's me, Speedo. And <laughs> back from the dead. Back from Running the show, we have Liza. That is me. Hello, world. Thank you, Isaac. You I actually did, I, you did a pretty good job. Thank you. I didn't ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like playing hot potato. I love doing that to people. <laughs> All right. So thanks for uh, listening here tonight. Hey, um, so yeah, we had a great time last weekend at the Dirt Bag, which we're not giving a report on because we're going to do that next week. But we do have some things to talk about what we did uh, this weekend. Doug, you guys went dirt biking, but I don't know if there was any dirt left. It was all mud, it wasn't was, it? <laughs> it was slop fest. There's not any dirt left after they took it all home on their yeah. bikes. It was Half the park is biking. in the back of my truck right yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, it was. It, it rained all day yesterday. I, Cat uh, and I got there at about noon today, so we didn't. Mm-hmm. We didn't stay in the rain because we're smart. Yep. Uh, but yesterday nice they rode bed. all day in the rain, and it was just uh, just mud uh, everywhere. Yeah. Um, we rode in it today, and it was it was doable, but there was points where I couldn't even. I couldn't even turn my bike around because you would turn and then accelerate, and your steering wheel would be facing all the way to the left, and then you would just go forward, and or just not anywhere at all. <laughs> kind of like my versus in that field. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And your your tires get caked with about three inches of mud on it, and you know you, you can only sling it off so many times. So all the lower stuff was closed, of course. Yeah, right? yeah. all lower stuff was closed. But <clears throat> getting back uh, by the gully at the uh, uh, in the middle of Harmony Gate, that it's all clay there, uh, and, and that's open. It has to be open because that's like how you get to or come back from a lot of the park that is open uh, but it was it was like four inches of mud <laughs> every, everywhere you went they call that a Kentucky center stand <laughs> Megan came back and she's like I didn't crash at all and I'm looking at her bike and there's a level you can see the clear level of mud that's up past the top of her engine and the that's entire awesome. thing is caked and she's like I didn't crash at all and I'm looking at it and I'm like wait did you just swim through it instead? Of like, holy much. shit! They, uh, she's just like scraping it out and everything. It was kind of like that though. Um, there was uphill parts where, if you stopped at all, you'd be stuck there for half an hour. 
Did they stay there all th- all three days? Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. They got that's pretty hardcore. A lot of people got yeah. there Friday. Some people showed up Saturday, but it was chilly at night too, right? Yeah, like, apparently not as cold as they thought it was going to uh, be. Yeah. You know, if I had a T dub, I would have gone out there. You know, I'm, that I'm, thing would just float across the mud. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm kind of thinking it'd almost be okay to go up there with sand paddles on you. <laughs> just yeah, <laughs> I thought about it. I thought yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, like, a lot that, of that would be what you'd want. Right that there. upper stuff is sand, right? That it just turned into like a quicksand material. Yeah, it, yeah. it's it's sandy for the most part and a lot yeah. of the the water uh gets you know absorbed by the by the earth but a lot of it didn't yeah and there right. was big puddles and it, it, it's it can only soak up so much in in one day yeah but know? it's still dirt biking so right it's on still I'm dirt biking. it was it was fun and it didn't rain as much right i mean you guys are out there i thought it was gonna, didn't, it didn't rain at all yeah right all. so that was yeah. cool that that's why i was on the fence about yeah. going so that's killer yeah i want to explain i think Everywhere else in the country I've lived, you get like these torrential downpours, and then it's gone. You know, it'll rain like half, you know, half hour. Yeah. Out here, when we do get rain, it's a drizzle, almost like snow sometimes, that will just last for days. It can also rain, rain, but it's it's not as often as that shitty drizzle. So it's just that, yeah, long, slow drizzle. Just enough to make riding sketchy, but not enough <laughs> yeah. to like warrant staying inside Ugh. and not riding. So. It makes lane splitting suck. Like it when does. I go into work in the morning, the it's a drizzle. I got a lane split. I'm like, uh, yeah. fuck. But it wasn't yeah. bad, you know. We, well, yeah. Nice. So we've um, for the last two weeks we've been building trophies here for our Christmas party. Um, there's been some some. There's, There's a lot now. Yes. Exuberant trophy building happening out of old parts and helmets and just pieces of metal lying around. It's a great way to get rid of shit. We should have more. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have more awards to give away. This is how twice we, a year. I get I can't get people to take home all their extra parts unless you put a, an award on it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly they are clamoring over each other to take <laughs> yeah. it home. Yeah, I don't think I've cleaned anything as much as the parts I've cleaned for the trophies, actually. Mm-hmm. I'm all cleaning and caring about it and stuff. <laughs> Dude, I totally still have my best ass trophy at my house, too. Like, it fucking sits there. I'm like, fuck yes. Well, that's because you're. <laughs> Every you've time dominated I see it. the competition. <laughs> um, but we did have a lot of things going on today. <clears throat> we had. Um, Couple mopeds here, couple uh, a triumph with electrical problems. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> what a surprise. That was high tech. Oh, and, and Emma, uh, Christopher, um, uh, he <laughs> was. Oh, work- poor Christopher. He we was- froze the <laughs> I fi- No, I he finished was, him off. I he think. was working on trophies all day. And uh, Christopher is our friend with MS, so he walks kind of very slowly, and all movement is kind of delicate. <clears throat> delicate. So Emma said, you know, I want to reward him and take him for a ride. So she threw him on the back of the Kawasaki Concourse. And no, took stop. Off. I'm going to stop you there. That is the whale. It's the beluga. Yeah. <laughs> beluga you know, blue. The, yeah, exactly. Throw and him on the back of the whale. Yeah. I don't know what she did to him out on the road. <laughs> oh, my God. All I know is they came back. He he looked like he had come back from Vietnam. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't know, man. You weren't there. You've seen some shit, man. <laughs> well, we took a ride, yeah, because it was me, Emma, and Emma had Chris on the back of her bike. And Emma's like, let's just jam up to Davenport and back. I'm like, cool, oh, I'm down. You went to Davenport? Uh, no, so we went up to Davenport. Um, but instead of ending up right at Davenport, we hung our right, went up through Bonnie Doon. Uh, Bonnie Doon uh, That's a great loop. It's a perfect loop. It's also a very cold loop. Mm-hmm. It was cold. Yeah. Well, and we were dressed. I had a mesh jacket on and mesh gloves. You had I a had mesh, mesh jacket, jacket on. on. Chris had, like, fuck out of <laughs> <laughs> He had fucking sweat. He didn't even have socks on. I could see his skin on his legs. Right. Oh, so, um, 
But we were on the whale. But he had other gear on, so yeah. we didn't have um, him geared up. I think he enjoyed it. but He had to. It was a beautiful ride. I'm glad we did, because no, the roads perfect. were a lot cleaner than I thought. What? There Wait. wasn't a bunch of rocks and shit everywhere. It was actually a lot of fun. Like when I passed you guys on the downhill part, it was mm-hmm. the road was great on that that little section. Right. And Chris is that kind of passenger that he comes back in and he's still holding on for dear life. He's got like the death <laughs> right. grip on her. Like and that guy from San Francisco you put on the back of my bike. <laughs> well, you know, I wanted to give him a good experience on a bike. And you think he did a good job. Yeah, you, you push it and push it. And you could feel him tightening up and say, okay, well, that's his limit. We don't want to push it any further than that. <laughs> and then you're just like, just a little bit further. And then the next corner, we go a little bit further. And the next corner. And, you know, towards the end of the ride, he was really getting comfortable with it. I think when he realized that I wasn't going to kill him. I think you confused was... comfortable and submission. Yeah, yeah well, I think it was submission. Speaking actually. of that, what was funny, though, is I, I looked over we pull up in a light i look at emma and she looks like something out of a british motorcycling magazine from the 60s with this freaking half helmet on with the british flag and like a scarf i think and her long leather her high-heeled leather boots and there's chris clinging on like a backpack (laughs) and like this oversized motorcycle gear and his helmet that doesn't <laughs> and I looked over. I'm like, you guys make quite the couple. Yeah, it was they just did. wrong on so many levels. But I think but Chris, you watch Chris will be talking about this because that was a, it was beautiful up there too. It was no, really it's pretty. fantastic ride. It was um, a fun ride. Little brisk. It was a little brisk. And how was the concourse? The concourse is um, heavy. Yeah. Very predictable. The thing I like about that concourse, I mean, it's very. How was it at speed that time when in the Oh, I see. No, the faster you go, the more stable it gets. I mean, that's the beauty of that bike. I mean, it's just a big, heavy platform. It's like sitting on a Buick with a couple of wheels missing. (laughs) You know, it's that kind of bike. And with Um, you, it's got a trunker. It has got a trunk funk for show. Um, No, it's a really, really nice bike. I like about it, it's got power everywhere. So. There's no such thing as being in the wrong gear. What was the piece of plastic that started oh. flapping off in the wind? <laughs> no, it was it was beating my foot. With oh, was more that the thing that Liza? Yeah, that's what it was. Liza smashed the concourse against the tent. The tent. Yeah. Mm. Um, about three weeks ago. So. I've got Christopher on the back, and I thought, yeah, we've got a nice straight up road. I'll, I'll bring it up to about 1995. Yeah, we were moving a good pace. And, <laughs> and then suddenly something starts beating on my foot in Morse code. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I did look the, down. Did the and fall off or what? Flap. Just flapping. No, it didn't fall off, thank Christ, because Liza would have made me pay for a new one if it had fallen off. So it just. So you're of... sitting there, like, holding the goddamn oh, thing yeah, on exactly. the foot. What was funny, because I was behind her, she starts looking down like it's something. I'm like, what the fuck? And I see the thing flapping. She's looking down, and we're in the passing lane on the one, and she starts drifting over the double yellow line. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and, but, uh, and I'm thinking of Chris is just like, holy shit, we're doing like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> well, she's looking down at her boot like something's about to fly off and poor Chris. Oh, God. <laughs> well, and that wasn't uh, the only fun. So we had a bunch of people here, um, but there was some exchanging of bikes going on. There was a little uh, swap a ruse. So uh, Jim sold a bike. Gary yeah. bought a bike and sold a bike, and Evan bought a bike. We had a three-way. Um, so why Evan, am I never involved in these fucking things? You guys always what, have ways? them without me. Did you end up going I'm home so with them all? Disappointed. I know. I do. Three ways you. I take them home. You so you've got enough mm. bikes, Cap. But if I give and take, then it's okay. But 
But it was nice. The uh, <laughs> keep telling yourself that, Kat. <laughs> God damn it! Shut up, Liza. <laughs> so um, what I thought was cool about today is it was all about keeping old bikes back on the road because right. we had a couple of bikes that weren't that will run and were running, but at the time we're just sitting inside a building not doing anything yeah so jim passed the uh xr 350r that i sold him 83 on to gary who after making the deal then talked about how he was going to get it on the road and we had to point out you do know this is a dirt bike and he said oh Oh. And I walked away because the cash was in my pocket. <laughs> wow. Jim was like, let me just yeah. moonwalk right on out of here. <laughs> no, it was all good. He you? got a great deal. He was still stoked. He didn't give a shit. But he wants to tear it down and restore it. And he said he found a, a friend of his who was an original Honda mechanic uh, for those bikes. Yeah, he's stoked on it. So it was the yeah. 83 to 85 version, which is the one cylinder, two carburetors. Yeah. Oh, genius. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, genius. so he's got someone to help him. And then um, he turned around and sold a Ninja 500 to Evan for $250. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's ugly, but not $250 ugly. Is that the like, red one? There's no key. It's more like $600 ugly. The key would be know, It doesn't even know good. if it runs. $250 is fine for It's going to run. Well, it, it doesn't run now. It's going to run. It's going to run. The carburetor. The, well, he got the carburetor loosened up. You know, it's a typical shit. Well, you yanked out everything but the pine cone in the beginning, right? Yeah, <laughs> the speed cones. When Those they had to pull out a, a shop vac <laughs> to a bike, that's, know, that's bad news. Yeah. Well, you're going and to pull the plugs, and there's like there's little there's little redwood cones tucked in all around those spark plugs. And I look over, and Emma's literally l- ripping hoses and plastic and shit out of the thing and so, throwing it. Something got thrown what across was that? the emissions? driveway. Yeah, that's the emissions stuff. Charcoal canister. And, you know, when a bike has been standing for probably over 15 years, charcoal canister, it's going to be full of yuck and just not doing what it should, so throw it away. Bike doesn't need it, um, especially a bike of that age. So, But we just, we were pipped at the post. Um, if I'd have had another half hour, we'd have been riding it. But... Oh well, but um, yeah. So we'll keep working on it. But oh, I, I was a cool bike. I remember though. who I told, but I was so excited. Um, <clears throat> recently, I was up in Berkeley uh, for work, and I heard this. Are you sure you weren't up in Berkeley for Burke? And you know what? You know what? <laughs> you know what flew flew past me? The XL one seventy five. Wow! Oh yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. The one seventy five that I talked about incessantly for the first two years in this podcast. So I sold it to a kid who I thought just, I don't know what would happen, but apparently it's running and he's ripping around town. Rad. That's rad. That's so cool I, I, that felt so good to see that go by. And that bad. was really cool. That's, that's some good closure right there. Mm-hmm. I know. And then um, what else do we have going on? We had, um, oh, uh, Dakota, my friend's son. Uh-huh. He bought a Ninja 300. Nice. What year was it? Uh, it's. I'm not sure. They just started making them like a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. But it hasn't been registered for a couple of years. Oh. Uh. And I told him, don't negotiate or buy it until you know what the back fees are. He went and did it anyway. How much are the back fees? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. How he much did he pay he for it? Know. I think they were asking 1900 Okay. And a Ninja 300? Mm-hmm. They only, they're only a few years old, right? Right. 
I think they started making them in like 09 or some shit. No, I think it is an NG 250. But um, the thing that was cool is um, he came by this morning. His mom was taking him to cycle gear to buy gear for him. Good. I said stop on by, and we were able to give him some new boots and new pants from the donation room. Cool. Nice. So that uh, they were, and he already has a helmet from there too, so they had to go buy um, jacket, gloves, and he wanted to get another helmet. But and I had them buy motocross undergear. I told them the story mm-hmm. of Mason doing a flip on seventeen and wearing that motocross undergear, yeah. which nice. really saved him. Because he said he got a jacket from um, from his grandfather, and I'm like, I don't know. He said, mm-hmm. but it does. I said, does it have gear? He goes, yeah, but not in the back. I was like, so I'm like, go buy some yeah. gear. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, spines he's, are important. He's done. Exactly. And then we had a visit from uh, one of our listeners, uh, Sam. Yes, Sam. By. Shout out. Yeah, yes, shout out exactly. to Sam. He was very well groomed. He was a chill dude, man. I like Sam was super cool. <laughs> he had very nice hair. What? I missed this. Where, I know. God, and he, all, he threw it. down the naked gauntlet, too. I look over. He's got his shirt off. I'm like, what? it's on, Sam. <laughs> yeah. I'll take my clothes off. I don't care if it's cold or not. So what did he, where did he where is he from and what what was he riding? He's he, no he's here in town. Okay, and he's got an old dirt bike he wants to fix up, get running, and then he wants to get like a, a dual sport thing. But typical thing, he used to ride now. Like family and life happen and hasn't been riding. But so he's got this old uh, was it an XT five hundred? XT five hundred. Ah, good bike. Very good bike. Yeah, that he wants to bring down and get it running. Cool. Yeah, so yeah. It's been 15 years, I think, since he rode, but he rode a bunch before that. So mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah, super nice guy. And um, I'm not going to tell you what's in it, but I'm just going to tell you that we've been getting some packages. Ha! Why are you looking at me right now, Liza? Back- I'm not <laughs> looking at anyone because you're across from me. Um, uh, Sheila in Texas has been <gasps> busy. Shout out to Aww. Sheila. Hey, Sheila. Sending so us sweet. packages. That's why there's Jen here. No, 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 no. No, everybody sends. Not the gin, but... Um, gin. About three So thank you, Sheila. Oh, I'm so keeping it all a secret. We'll pack it up, and I think at the Christmas party we'll open <gasps> everything up that's Aww, been sent. that's sweet. Nice. Everything good and bad. Thank you, Sheila. That's, that's all good I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, that's Lord. all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sheila's rad. That was fun doing the podcast with her. Yeah, wasn't that great? Yeah, she's fun. And then, um, Kat, you got something new this week. <gasps> I did. What did you get? Oh, my gosh. What I is it? What finally is it? got my jacket. What's in the box? What's in the box? I finally got my jacket that I've been talking about forever. Um, so I hooked up with the Bikes and Bitches LA girls who make these custom jackets for specifically for women. Um, and I talked to them for a while and they are really cool. It's Hedda Rice and, oh my goodness, I knew I was gonna forget their names, uh, or Hedda Royce and uh, Ellie. Um, and they are i'm going to start off this this whole thing with they're super super sweet um they also have a company called g loves which are little glovey <laughs> giddy glovey things <laughs> for took me a second. for women weightlifters and when i crashed they actually sent me some overnight um so that i could use it with my wheelchair um which was super awesome um, but the jacket that finally got here yesterday um, was made to my measurements, and they actually also worked with me on the fact that I wanted elbow uh, skids as well as shoulder skids. Um, so they put in some extra skidders for me, 
and um, yeah. You need all the, the skitters, skitters. I do. you can get. I need all the skitters I can get. Um, Kat, you like need hard parts on the you outside. You need boob skitters. Yeah, I do need boob skitters. That would be nice. Aww. We all need boob skitters. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Um, well, considering yeah. your history of winning the best butt trophy, you might want to invest in butt you skitters. Need butt too. skitters too. Yeah. We'll, we'll purchase um, those. We'll all kick in. Yeah. Um, the jacket itself is is really really high quality leather, and it's stitching and everything is super solid. Um, I did notice that it's pretty tight and needs to be broken in, but that's good because it's going to fit me perfectly once it gets broken in. I'm Right now, I'm just doing like you, awkward you calisthenics. You sent your sizes in and they custom yeah. made it for you. So that's... they take like six to eight measurements across your body and um, you tell them how long you want it to be, like how, how much you want covered, X, Y, Z. Um, and then they make the the whole jacket custom to your exact measurements, so it fits you perfectly. So is it all leather? It's all. There's little gussets of flexible fabric so that Fine. it's more comfortable, but they're not in contact points. So if you want it to like fit you perfectly, you should treat it like a baseball glove. For people to remember, first you're going to just douse it in baby oil. You got to put it on, douse it in baby oil, and then you're going to crawl underneath your mattress with it on. Yeah. And that compression, just uh-huh. stay there. You want to like be there for four about, or five days. <laughs> yes. Four or five days. Bring <laughs> some food with you. And that'd be relax. like, Doug, Work Doug, can you bring me Cheetos, please? <laughs> why, why is this bed Mountain so lumpy? <laughs> <laughs> no, the the jacket itself actually, um, there's boob room. Um, I, I want to say that again to the female listeners. There is boob room in this jacket, especially if you send them your booby measurements. Um, the jacket itself doesn't have any vent um, would have alerted about, but the fabric is strategically placed in areas that I would like vents, and it is a breathable textile-type fabric, um, as well as being flexible, so you can actually like lift your arms over your head without feeling like your entire body is coming up like a box over your head. Um, the jacket is really flattering as well, so it fits because you've got your measurements in, so you're not walking around, again, like a box. <laughs> um, a lot of women's gear I've found is touted to women because it's pink and not because it's actually made to fit a woman's body. Pink it and shrink it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, it's, it's nice and refreshing to have a company that's uh, willing to work with the community and as well as willing to understand that women come in all different shapes and sizes. Being a woman doesn't just include my figure or Emma's figure or Adrian's or Liza's. It's, It's every single possible measurement and this company accounts for it. And they give you a jacket that's pretty competitive in price. They start at around $700. Okay. For a leather jacket, that's pretty competitive, especially that you're getting a fully custom tailored jacket. Yeah. Um, and they're willing to work with you, so they also have like embossing on the back, so if you're part of a, a club or if you really have there, you like an Instagram user tag or <laughs> <laughs> whatever you want to put on it, you can have them emboss it. The bitch fell off. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Dog. Uh, Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the interface between is also key, so they were able to make changes throughout the process as I was looking at other jackets and going, oh, I really want elbow skitters, and they're like, we've never done that before, but send us a picture and we'll make it happen. And that was exactly what they did. They were just super down-to-earth and super willing to work with me, which made the process a lot better um, right. to have that communication, as well as I was looking at other jackets. Um, 
during the same time frame and for what you get you get super high quality leather um as well as track rated uh armor in it um it's you could pay about the same for a jacket that you would also have to get tailored um through like Dionese or right. or whatever mm-hmm. high end brands you go for um and it's comp- competitive quality um with those and you don't have to go get it tailored and you don't have to deal with worrying if they're going to be able to tailor it or the four weeks that it takes to take the jacket apart it's going to be the one it's going to be the one jacket unless you really mess it up no i I, I gotta tell you for for a custom-made jacket Mm -hmm. for that kind of money i mean at our shop we've got some high-end off-the-shelf jackets that are easily that much yeah easily Mm -hmm. and you know, it's it might not fit you as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is custom-made. No, I think that's fabulous. And I put it on and out of the box. I zipped it up, and it was like I had put on a jacket that I had been wearing for a very long time. So when it fits and conforms right. to your body and everything just feels comfortable and tight so i know that if i go down my gear won't be slopping all over the place. Right. I'm and not going to be friction stuff. Yeah, so that's another that's another really good part about these jackets is because they are so tailored to your exact measurements. They they not only take your your torso measurements, but they also take your arm measurements. So um, the gear won't be displacing and giving you friction burns or bruises or things like that as well. Um, they're pretty popular for the track as well, um, which is what I'm kind of looking more towards using it for. You should um, use it for everything, including the naked ride. Yeah, you should just wear it all the, all the time, time and never take it off. Just ever. full life gear. Um, mm. It's comfortable That's enough because to do I that. Bet it's comfortable. It smells like leather and it's awesome. It also is really stylish. Pajamas. So Heck I was yeah. thinking about wearing yeah. it today we'll put, <laughs> just to stay right warm. <laughs> it also comes with a liner, and um, you can specify if you want enough room to wear like a sweatshirt under it. You just tell them like, "Hey, okay. I want. I live in a colder climate. I want enough room to wear a sweatshirt under it all the time." Um, the ladies are super nice and approachable, so if you have any questions, I would definitely email them. You can get a hold of them on their Instagram, which is Bikes and Bitches LA. Um, is that that they're in LA then? I believe so. Where they're out of? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. Um, and Bikes the, and Bitches LA. Yeah, the entire company is just two two awesome chicks who really believe in what they're doing. Oh, so right on. it it brings it down to, and it does take a little bit to get your jacket. I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you, but it is a custom jacket. It's going to take time. Right. <laughs> it yes. takes time to make magic like that. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you got that to try out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have to pay extra because mine would probably have a lot more leather in it. Now, <laughs> no. If I knocked off the cheeseburgers, <laughs> you can also different get different colors as well. I got okay. black. I got pure black. Everything is black. Is the fastest color. color. Mm. Well, um, I, I bet you, Aliki here would tell you you don't have to make room for a sweatshirt, right? <laughs> You can wear venom base layers. Yes, It'll work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Exactly where we're going. Exactly. You know, I don't know if anybody, if, if everybody, or if a lot of people know this, but there's only a select few manufacturers that actually um, sew together leather leather products. A lot of them are in Pakistan, and there's one or two in in Italy, and there's probably some others that I don't know about. But they're a select few. So if you're getting a custom jacket from a company, chances are you're getting the same jacket that another company's 
using as well, or, or an, a, a major name brand is using that manufacturer as well. So uh, when it comes to protection and all that good stuff, generally speaking, they all pretty much know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of nice to know that you can go to a small company, um, motorcycle enthusiast, and be like, dude, I want to support you. But they also have the support from a manufacturer who does uh, manufacturing for larger scale motorcycle companies. So that's something good to know. Wow, there's a little pearl. Where did that come from? (laughs) Which brings us to our next segment. So we want to thank sitting on the pretty girl couch tonight. Mm -hmm. As we said, we have Aliki Karyon and Deborah Chin. You're close. (laughs) Carry on, Karyon. It depends. If you're Armenian... I'm a little bit of everything. Yeah, okay. So we'll so go we'll with Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann. So both of you have your own companies that are making accessories and suited for women. And, and Aliki, yours is for women or men. Men and women. So, yeah. so you've got it's Venom. That's right. Sport gear. Venom. Venom, yeah. Venom sport gear. So let's get into that first, and then we'll save Deborah, who's got some cool shit, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, I know that uh, Jim and Emma here they're gonna they're gonna dive in and get in the information from you but I just wanted to make sure we cover do we get into this badass army shit at all well, I think it's worth chatting a little no, bit about it. Uh, no, I really think that's hot. Because when you see this dainty, fair, this blonde on the couch, you're not thinking. You're like, huh, what's this all about? But, uh, yeah, you do have quite a history. But tell us how you ended up uh, out this way in Santa Cruz County, California. I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't plan very well. I just do things when I feel like I want to do them. And uh, I'm from Canada. I was in Toronto, Canada. And one day I decided I was just going to up and go on a, a road trip and bought myself a toy hauler about a week later. And about two weeks later, I bought myself a truck and four days later decided I was going to road trip across the U.S. Brilliant. With and my toy hauler right. and pretty well, much everything I owned and just go. I and just tell us what was in the, in the toy hauler. I had a DRZ 400 and a CBR 600 RR, and they barely just fit in the garage part of the toy hauler. And my plan was to live out of this thing for a while, uh, go across the country, obviously promote Venom gear, um, find myself too, and right. do some cool stuff. So you'd, you'd yeah. already started Venom gear. I had, yeah. You'd already started Venom gear, so mm-hmm. this was kind of work and pleasure almost. Well, she'd already been a That's, heavy equipment operator in the, right. start. In the military <laughs> for 20 years. Let's not skip that. Yeah. And this goes yeah. back to like 2007 that you had this epiphany? The epiphany was in 2007. Okay. I actually read a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. I don't know if you guys know it. Love it. Um, oh, there you go, right? So and it, the I'm guy in. has an interesting theory, and he's a little cuckoo nuts, but um, I took some things from it, and basically he was like, you know, you we can all live a retired life, and we can all live it now, where you can work, and you can spend that time to travel and do all that stuff now, not when you're old and broken, which I will be broken when I'm older. So <laughs> I figured, okay, I better get it all in now. Good, good planning. <laughs> and that's why I started an online business, um, something that I could do when I'm anywhere. And I told myself I would, uh, I wanted to work from a beach in Spain in 2007. Oh, this so is sort I, of that. I took an entrepreneur course. and I lived on a beach in Spain for a while. I'm gonna, oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very nice. I love Spain. It's awesome. Yeah. So I ended up in Spain. Very good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and about I think it was about three years later. It took a while to get the idea going and the business up. Uh, three years later, I got my very first 
large order on a beach in Spain. I was literally on the beach. It's pretty cool. Very so nice. I just kept, and I'm, I'm that kind of person. If I feel like there's something that needs to happen, I'll just do it. I go by my feelings. So that whole road trip thing happened with that as well. Here, so pretty happy about that. And you're actually you, you right now. You live in. Santa Cruz County. I'm all over the place. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm back and forth from Canada to okay. here. This is this is one of the places I like to stick around a lot, though. So you still got roots in Canada, I of do, course. I do, yeah. Um, but you spend a lot of time in Aptos, I which do. is just down the road from us. It's about what ten miles down the road? Not even. <laughs> Not even. Yeah, five miles yeah. down the road. And you also spend a lot of time on the track. I do. So yeah. how did that start? And well, I was the reason why I started the business too. I wanted to be at the track. I wanted to be a part of the motorsports industry. Uh, so basically, I spend about fifty percent of my time at the track with my business, so that I could a ride and b pay for my riding. Brilliant. That's how it started. I love how when you were uh, traveling across the country, you were hit, hitting track days in route. Oh yeah, right. So, All the way. what were your favorite tracks? Ooh, you know. One of the reasons why I ended up in NorCal was because my favorite tracks are here. Right. Uh, I have to say, I went to Jennings, I did NOLA, and that was a cool track. Um, I was in LA, I did a track out there I wasn't too fond of, and then I ended up in Northern California where I did Thunder Hill, Sonoma, Laguna Seca, and... My favorite track of all of those, I'd have to say, is probably Laguna Seca. Yeah, Laguna's an yeah, amazing track. it's just it's this, amazing. you know, you go there and, ah, and mm-hmm. then you take the corkscrew and you're like, ah, and then you totally screw up and then you misshift and, ah, down the <laughs> corkscrew. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the corkscrew, it, it, it's just there to catch you out. Because you're going down, and people don't realize the descent on the corkscrew. Well, the first turn, right? You're yeah. going off into nowhere. Yeah. Right? Don't you pick a tree or something to aim well, at? Well, that's the thing. You go, away? you go up before you actually get to the turn. Right. And you're looking at the amazing clouds that are below you, and you're ready to like launch off something, right. and then you get distracted. And <laughs> yeah. if you have GP shift like I do, sometimes you shift the wrong way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, then all of a sudden it's a hard break and a hard left and a hard right, so... It's pretty awesome. I love it. And you're still riding the CBR? I've got the CBR 600, yeah. Nice. And have you been doing the track a long time? Like, how did you end up on the track? Since 2004. That's a long time. I was a... When did you first get on a motorcycle? Yeah, let's go back to the beginning. Well, (laughs) my phone just died. Oh, dear. Um, Well... Yeah, let's go back. I will reveal my age if I tell <laughs> you guys. That's okay. Stuff. You're among friends. If you're more than so 28, I'm going to be pissed. You're among st- older people, <laughs> so you are. <laughs> I started riding. Um, I started riding in 98. Okay. I became a motorcycle instructor in 2001. Mm-hmm. And then through the motorcycle instructor stuff, um, they took they forced me to go to the track, basically. And it was an amazing thing. Oh, I got hooked. Yes. Yeah. So it wasn't a matter of I, I feel the need for speed, so I'm going to do it on the track. You were forced <laughs> to go do it. My buddy was like, you better come out. Thanks, Dexter. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And uh, I mean, because it's sometimes hard to be a street rider and make that leap to get on the track because there's so many expectations to get yourself on that track, thinking there's all these racers that are going to be flying by you and all that kind of stuff. You know, so there and there's a number of courses that'll get you onto that track. I just had a friend that brought me. And let me ask you, since you've been doing this a long time, how many approximately how many crashes have you had on the track, and how many on the street? Hmm. One on the street. Sad. 
Okay, two. Okay, okay. three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the track, I I was just telling Jim. Naked Jim, do you think? Naked Jim. I was telling Naked Jim. <laughs> Clothed Jim. That I have an angel on each shoulder. I have a blonde and brunette. Right. And one of the ladies I was I was actually teaching and doing a private lesson with her. She stops the motorcycle and looks at me. She goes, hey, you've got two angels, a, br- a blonde and a brunette. And I was like, you know, yep. <laughs> yeah. So my crashes have been very, very lucky. Um, a lot of them are mechanical engine blowing situations where you just end up pulling the clutch in and somehow drift back to your pit um, or on the roadways where my engine has... Yeah, I've been through a few DRZ engines and right. one of them was actually on the highway where um, I was pulling... I was getting off the highway on an off-ramp and with a supermoto you really want to just go brop, 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 brop and the off-ramp came to a stop at the end of the off-ramp and the engine just died and I looked behind me and there was a liter of oil all over ah, the rear, it's I notorious mean, covering that, the rear that tire. engine is notorious for the it's, for the the yeah. countershaft seal oh it's got I guess 470 big bore kit and yeah, 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 a whole bunch of under beautiful stuff so oh, yeah <laughs> don't I don't recommend it yeah, <laughs> it's amazing you keep wanting it but <laughs> yeah and I mean that was a result of a motorcycle crash on the track <laughs> I uh it crashed on the track. It was a low side and um, did something to the coolant system. And so I lost a whole bunch of coolant when I was on the highway. And that's why the engine blew coming off the highway. But how I stayed upright is beyond me. I really don't know. This is the angels, man, I'll tell you. <laughs> so. You sure it's not training? Okay. Yeah. But I didn't even <laughs> notice. I had no idea. And I was I was bropping it. There was no, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. I was yeah. on the gas to the end, on the brakes like crazy, full traction. And somehow I was covered, like the whole back end of the bike was covered in oil. I asked this question because wow. I think a lot of people think, oh, I don't want to go to the track. It's too dangerous. And, you know, but it, wouldn't you agree that even though you, you may crash on the track, <clears throat> It's usually going to be less bad situation than it is on the street. Much. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You just got to get your butt to the track to realize that. Yeah, I yeah. highly encourage people to get yeah. to the track. You know, it's and a that, controlled environment. That's that's a leap of faith I've got to make. I mean, I'm, I've am i always been a street rider. I've always been very happy to ride on the street. Um, and I think, you know, what do you think, Jim? Fairly proficient street rider. But I've never made that leap to go onto the track and I never really rider. wanted to I remember you telling yeah, a story about going past a cop doing like 90 sitting on the on the passenger pinion or whatever yeah steering no. with like your feet or some shit like it, what was that story no what, what that was the fashion back then <laughs> <laughs> no, you jammed your throttle open and then sat on the back like the bike had an, an invisible rider and you were just sitting pillion, just <laughs> and, sitting and on the back with your arms folded. And I overtook a police car and got in serious trouble for that. But I was very <laughs> young, darling. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a long time ago. You know, I might. It's I, worth it. It's I, really I, worth I, it. I really might. But, yeah, back to the pretty girl couch, though. Like, the pretty girl couch teaches so with Road Rider 2.0, by the way. Yeah. So that, you and know, that would be a good good spot to start. How yeah. did you start your track? Like I said, oh, I was forced. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you were forced. It was pure pressure. Right. <laughs> yeah. but, okay. but you loved it. I so loved I think it. it's awesome that yeah. you're instructing. I, I heard that there's somebody in this room that you've taught I before. taught Kat. 
Actually, I gotta tell you that Kat, she was a she was a damn good student. Oh yeah. Are you just saying that? No, I'm not even kidding you. She, I mean, I told her, but when we were doing some of the exercises in the in the parking lot and the cones. I would do some like advanced riding exercises and she had a little supermoto and she was just like she was bropping it so I gave her a couple of extracurriculum items to do yeah. and she rocked it man it I was think, a ton of fun you were the instructor that I ended up glomming onto because you pushed me harder than the other ones did and I felt like I got way more out of what curriculum curriculum you were pushing at me and you were paying attention to what I was needing and I got a lot out of you going, no, you're, you're just do it again. Like try harder this time. <laughs> um, hey, Aniki, if she comes back and takes another class, do you guys have a section where you can teach her how to hop off curbs? We so do. Um, <laughs> we do. She just couldn't leave it alone. Could no, you? she couldn't leave it alone. Mean old woman. <laughs> I just put it together back. like 10 minutes ago that that's where I, know you from because i went up there to oh, to spectate I yeah and i was like world. where the f- <laughs> did i see this woman before and why do i know her name I'm but you were keeping your mouth shut weren't yeah. you you're like hmm i'm gonna figure this I'm out like, for you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah cool cool that was cool yeah not that you have enough going on but i heard you and emma chatting earlier about your international motorcycle experience with honda is it Ooh, well that's the reason why i'm in the u.s because i i can thank american honda for that they have a contracted company called Radmoto that is the, the basically the Honda demo team um, throughout the country, and that's who I have a visa with. So that's the reason why Fantastic. I can stay in the U- U.S. and do what I'm doing. So nice. I'm very Rad. thankful to them, and no, they're, I, they're number one on my list. I've, yeah. I, as I told you, Aliki, I've yeah. got some history with Honda UK, and they're a wonderful company to work for. They really are. Honda are very, very good guys. And love them or hate them, they are completely dedicated to bikes. Oh, yeah. Completely. Yeah. Um, it, it, they always treated me very, very well. And it's all about the race teams as well. They they love racing mm-hmm. in all forms. So, good. Good for Honda. Yeah. Oh, I worked for Honda Canada as well as American Honda. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that everyone is the same across the board. Sure. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I'm digging a hat. I think I want a Venom hat. I like my Venom hat. You know, it's other new. than... Other than um, the cool hat, what else do you well, do? And, and let me how go into my bag into? of tricks. Yeah, what is the deal with, oh, this with is Venom? A, I see a okay, a little Canadian in me is very modest. Who, who's and doesn't model? like to talk about my own business. I just like to I, talk about riding. But here we go. This is it. This is what I make. It's custom base layers for motorcycling. Wow. I have lady stuff. This is my used underwear. I'm going to bring it out here. No, okay. Isaac, my used base that. layers. <laughs> All right. So these are base layers. So I need a man model and I need a lady model right now. All right, man go. model. Go check that out. Here we go. Throw it at you. So, <laughs> no, dude, I want the Marine. We want the Marine to model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Come on, man! You're modeling. Put it on. Put it on. Give him a medium. Take it off. Take it off. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit too big for that medium. Here's my. Here's a cold weather. That's the point. Cooler weather base layer. Okay, so so explain. So base. This feels right. Okay, I'm gonna say what we're looking at is 
tight spandexy looking yeah. shirts. It's mm-hmm. very stretchy. Oh, they make you I look like slim. It. It's thicker than than you'd think. Oh, I like that. Awesome. It is. It's pretty thick, actually. The the winter one is, I think, thicker than any thermal I've ever seen. Which mm-hmm. is we're trying out that. That one's me. a prototype right but now. But it's but it's not yeah. the Honda branded one. It looks cool. This, this, what, what is yeah, it? I like the Honda branded prototype we did for Honda. Gonna try the shit on right now. Oh, see, see. I told you. Yeah. Can I try it on? Can we get the magic I'm not allowed to show you guys what it looks like. All right. There's a, there's <laughs> can you drop and give us push-ups or something? There's a naked man in here. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it's probably be better if you do do push-ups. It'll oh, make it look be better. Okay, so you guys are wearing um, my used underwear. I hope you don't mind. Um, oh, that's fantastic. He looks like... He looks like a superhero. Yeah, yeah. So I actually spent a lot of time. I went through about 23 prototypes to get this stuff to make track people. Let's see, you got to show it off. And motorcycle riders look slim. Sweet. Here, flex. I I use my kitty belt for that. We are not athletic people, necessarily. (laughs) We like our beer and we like our hamburgers. So I was on a mission to make this look good when you wear it. So that one there, that's, that's the ladies. If you really want to try, try it, it yeah, you can try it. <laughs> oh, it'll fit Isaac. <laughs> oh, Kat, that looks awesome. Leave that on, Davy. Leave that on, Davy. We got to get a good photo. Good. Here, somebody wants to wear my pants. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Who wants in my pants? Right over here. Right over here. So I have two no, no, pieces. No. I have a top, a ba- uh, it's a base layer top. It's specifically for insanely hot days because we don't have anything in this industry that's specific to motorsports. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, somebody describe what we're looking at right now. <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> that is a lady's small that you've just fit yourself into. Here, the three of you guys, three of you stand up and we'll do a... Uh, I can't remember your name. I think he's a, 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 a men's your, large. Oh, Isaac, it makes your boobs into a lady's Thank small you. top. You should wear more ladies' tops. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Somebody take a picture of that one. This is nice. You know, I got to say, Kat, I'm really liking the Honda colors. I I agree. I think that... And it's very very classy. And the way the the stitching lines look good. And it shows off the nipple rings really good. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are studs. Stop covering them. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see it in January. But you know... I mean, Isaac. Oh. Isaac looks fabulous, nice. but Isaac looks fabulous whatever he wears. Isaac looks like about to yes, jump off darling. a ski jump in Austria. He does. <laughs> One thing I want to point out about these is they actually have little grippies on the bottom so that really? they don't ride up, which oh. is super nice. What do you and mean? It's like a little silicone <laughs> band. Oh, uh, okay. Like on the top of a stocking. Because my thermals, when I ride, actually oh, turn shit, into like a sports awesome. bra, mm-hmm. which is super annoying. You know what, Kat? I'm looking at that and I'm thinking if it was a, if it was two inches longer, you could wear that as a mini dress. I need this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kat, we'll talk. Does it come in a knee length uh, red snake skin? Right. <laughs> Anything you want, Liza. So, all right. So, explain what base layers are for. And base layers. Well, you know, it's it's actually growing. It's a very popular thing in cycling and other sports. But we just a lot of motorcyclists don't understand that we sweat when we ride a ton. And uh, you know, there was a definite need in the market, especially in 2000 and what was it, nine. Okay, somebody else is tripping down here. <laughs> There's a party going on. Go I just I just discovered these, uh, and they're they're <laughs> not venom, me. but I got them, and uh, they're amazing. Speaking of sweating when I you're also riding, have yeah, these are oh, everybody's dripping. They're awesome. These are this. It, it's given the most the most weird sensation of like 
wicking and this like I don't know if it's supposed to do that, but yeah. like that's why girls wear leggings. Dude. Okay, wait. Are these things supposed to keep you cool or keep you okay, warm? So. I don't feel cold, but it does feel like it's cooling me. It's like having a breeze on me, but there's no air moving. All three of you yep. look sexy as fuck. I'm telling you that. No, right. honestly, yeah, so it looks I, good. I'm, I'm, I'm resisting. It's the like urge an instant to pat ten pound reduction. It's <laughs> awesome. Aside from looking good, I I actually uh, I went online around the world to try and find the best fabric I could find. I wanted, basically I stayed niche in motorcycling and I wanted to do, I wanted to make the best damn base layers that you could freaking well make. Period. No oh, compromise. That. So I went to Italy <laughs> and this is where these fabrics are coming. What you're wearing right now is a, it's a tri it's derived from a triathlete fabric so it dries insanely fast. About two and a half times quicker than a really, really light Under Armour top. Mm -hmm. So with the quicker drying, you get the much cooler, cooler, cooler effect. So people say it's like air conditioning for the skin. So this fabric, so I, I'd like to say it totally yeah. it's, it's it all out. No, it, I can big, feel it, and it's surreal. Yeah. Here's the big question. I mean, it looks fabulous. What are these going to cost? Well, it depends. Well. So I have um, I have stock items that you can purchase right away, and then I've got custom stuff where you can choose a template, and I can right. put your logo on it, and you can look badass, and you can put your race number on the back, and whatever colors you want <laughs> to match your bike or your leathers, that kind of thing. So, what is Isaac? What these guys are doing? My arm hairs are sticking through it. <laughs> wow. You need to wax. So I, like, I was like, there's little hairs on it. I was like, oh my god, they're basically to me. what this achieves is a synthetic <laughs> sweating that's more right. efficient than actual sweating. Exactly. I mean, you don't want to dehydrate. Mm -hmm. and that's so, one of the biggest things. But coming from motorcycle instructing, I saw so many students crashing because they weren't drinking enough water. They weren't used to the heat in the parking lot. So that's another one of the reasons why I really wanted to get into performance gear because we sweat way too much, we dehydrate, and that's when you start losing your concentration. Okay. So with a, a top like the uh, base layers that I have, they, it keeps you so cool, you don't even need to sweat. And then if it gets to a really, really hot point, like Thunder Hill at 115 degrees, yeah. you when you do sweat, it really keeps you cold. So you can actually just put water on it yourself, which will reduce your sweating and reduce mm. your de dehydration as well. But not just on the track. I mean, for people who want to wear more gear and have leather on. Oh, yeah. That, but you're riding hot. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't wear my leather jacket when it's hot out. So this is a way that you can wear your leather and be more protected. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse not to wear gear nowadays. <laughs> sure. You got to wear the right stuff underneath. And the first step is not to wear cotton. But uh, you, you get what you pay for as you start getting into the performance fabrics. Well, it's sure. like any yeah. gear. I mean, you get what you pay for. And when you buy the nicer stuff, you put it on and you're like, oh, now this I get it. This is what it's yeah. supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. This shit works really well. Yeah. So. so where can somebody see this and buy this? You can go to my Facebook site. Okay. Which is facebook.com slash VNM sport. Uh, the website, I have a commitment issue, so I haven't been able to come with t out with the full website yet, but it's just a one pager, which is vnmsport.com. Um, should have that out in about two weeks. I will put yeah. a link to both of your pages in cool. your show Cool, thank notes. you. No, it's, gr it's great looking stuff. It thank really you. is. It's sharp. It, it, it looks the business. Yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, you're out at the track often, and so you have a lot of people 
who are looking for this kind of stuff, putting it on. But you're finding a, another following on the street, too, I assume? Mm-hmm. A lot of the adventure riders. Oh, right. Oh, right. The original plan was to start with the racers, move down to the track day guys, and then from there would trickle out to the street. Um, what's really happening is the track day people are really loving it because it matches their whole setup and racers. Um, the adventure guys, the BMW guys, the people who are doing long distance touring across the country are really digging it because it's high quality stuff. It's made in the U.S. So it'll last forever and they want something that they can pack super light they can wear one day go into the hotel shower with it on take it out uh take it off wring it out with the towel and literally it's dry to put it back on and keep keep riding so you don't really have to pack a lot of stuff and it's got to last and survive and not smell really bad by the end of your trip and is it something that you would wear in the winter to keep you warmer too i can't vouch for it not smelling bad now it's meant for super hot weather okay that is the one line but the other one that cat's wearing or cat was wearing is for cold weather Okay, oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. so that's it's a prototype. fuzzy on the inside. Yeah. Now I'm interested. Yeah, yeah I'm a lot warmer awesome. now that I took it off. <laughs> wow. That's cool. That's Can I feel the fuzzy one on the inside again? I don't yeah. want to throw it and have it get on the ground. Oh, go so. ahead. Here, go, go ahead. Just don't drop it. It's meant okay. to last. All right, so do you have new, Do you have any newer products coming out? Or? Ooh, I got a lot of cool things coming up. Yeah, tell us what you got. I won't tell you. <laughs> You don't want to tell us? Yeah, I got some surprises. Tell I us got what? some I got some cool things uh, happening for 2017. I'm pretty excited about them, but I want to make sure that they actually happen before I advertise them. But um, the basically the uh, where things are progressing are to basically trackside apparel as well. So I've got some performance jackets that are mm-hmm. windproof, waterproof that you can wear at the track or anywhere for that matter that you can customize with your bike the look of your bike and all that kind of stuff on the jacket uh i've got helmet liners now forgot to bring those when i come out with socks and a couple of cool other items so um a lot of the stuff i do has a basis and function it needs to be something that's functional and that is badass that is those are the two necessary musts right check and check you managed to accomplish both yeah well (laughs) those shirts are badass for sure thanks right and and just real quick what what did you do in the army i drove big trucks around (laughs) (laughs) or i was a mobile support equipment operator operating heavy vehicles and heavy equipment you drive big on and off road (laughs) i drove big trucks yeah it was awesome awesome yeah and did you have any last things before we get to to deborah because she's got some well we no we have a final question for Ooh, you. Oh, yes. That's the big question. <laughs> should, we just, should we just wait until we get them both? Oh, yeah. That's yeah you a know good what? Idea. Yeah, we're going to do the Let's big question we'll for you both it. together. Ooh, so, all right. Deborah. Tag team it. Hey. Hey, Deborah. What's up? So, <laughs> so, the, so you got dragged along on this. I know. I Little didn't did know you know. What but I was do. all the time, I, w- I was admiring this bag. Oh, I didn't even bring it, but luckily Aliki has it. Aliki has this uh, fabulous bag. It is is gorgeous. Pretty stylish. Um, So, tell everyone who you are and what you do right now, because you've also got a product for motorcycling. Yeah. Besides regret coming to this. I'm sitting on the couch right now with a bunch of really interesting people. Um, but I started uh, Motor Chic um, nice. basically out of need because I love um, the name. 
And it's moto chic. It's moto chic. And that's what Aliki and I share is that we have um, come up out of uh, developing stuff that we wanted and needed. So stuff that looks good and is also functional. So that's how I I started um, in terms of uh, riding as passenger and uh, borrowing uh, my boyfriend's backpack and it didn't fit well and it was fugly. So I thought there has to be something better. And when I couldn't find anything that I liked, I thought, how hard could it be to do? You just got a new boyfriend? Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the key. (laughs) Exactly. No, I'm sorry, Jesse. Yeah, first break up here on the air. So... um, your product is, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a cross between an haute couture bag and a backpack. A and there's other stuff <gasps> there as well. And the lining is so okay. cute. Hold on. Let's, you just, oh, hand it. I, just hand it to Kat. She's our bag. I customer. totally, <laughs> I love that description because oh my um, God, the bag, the that was kind of so the goal. Yes. So it was kind of named after Lauren uh, Hutton. And she uh, was a motorcycle rider. And right. she's also a model who's still working at seven yeah. years old. Yeah. So the goal was to design something that, you know, would stand up but also look good. So um, this bag, it converts from a backpack to a tote bag and it's uh, kind of a combination of high performance materials so uh, the front facing is leather but it's also all reflective so the gray paneling there oh, nice. will um, glow in the dark so it's Killer. good for visibility and um, then it's got a uh, a woman's friendly harness so it's narrower for the shoulders and then it's got the water resistant motor print lining and uh, a bunch of hidden features like it's got a rain fly that comes out of a hidden pocket on the bottom in case you get caught in the rain get out of here um, so it's kind of like a swiss army knife oh, a bag. Right. <laughs> and the logo is cool i like your logo yeah this is okay. a bag. But that's fat- only like five of the 25 features that this bike yeah. has by the way it was well, fascinating as the bag is kind of your story to get to this point is really interesting so kind of take us back a little ways on how, how you got to the point you are now. Wow. Um, so this was about in 2014, okay. and uh, we went road tripping, and I thought, you know, I wanted a bag that fit me better and looked good. So when I found out there was really just a sea of black ballistic nylon, <laughs> yeah. yes. um, and, it, you know, nobody seemed to um, have anything, I thought, well, either people don't care or, uh, you know, it's just impossible to do. So in my naivete, I I went out and I did some research. I interviewed a lot of bikers and I tried a bunch of different things. And then I thought, well, um, let me see if this will fly. So I did a Kickstarter and I raised $30,000 in 30 days. You go, girl. So, yeah, it was crazy. Um, So that kind of gave me more courage and money to move forward. And uh, I went into production and in 2015, I came out with the first uh, version of the bag in black. And um, since then, I've come out with uh, the red leather and the white leather. And Ooh. oh, god, I bet um, the white one. Yeah, fabulous. wait a minute. I want to hear. feel like. Do you have any pink? Uh, no pink. Yay! Uh, yay. No pink. Well, no it's pink. funny. It's nice. funny because Phyllis in on the whole pink and shrink thing. Well, I just um, in my search to find the perfect bag, you know, I I went around. And I saw you know women's gear, and it's either uh, pink or purple, and that was supposedly for women. So I came to this conclusion that it's like pink it and shrink it is the approach that mainstream manufacturers take to women's gear. And so um, I know there are people who like pink, but there's enough pink out there for those who are, you know, really into that. But 
Not and me. tribal tattoos. Yeah. Oh, and butterflies. <laughs> can, can I point out that what I, what I think I'm getting on this? The reason that I think people are drawn to pink is when you put on all your gear, you cannot be discerned between men and women. Yeah. But you don't have to do it through color. You can do it through design yes yeah and that's what i'm enjoying about this it's a super feminine bag it's a very feminine bag the colors aren't overtly feminine but when you see the overall thing it is it is very feminine and the thing i like the most about it it's a good size bag so Mm -hmm. if you say work at an office you can ride your bike to the office and in the bag you can have your suit you can have your shoes Everything you need to wear for work, you can put in that bag. Mm. See, right? Well, change it. Well, I went like to Vegas play. with this bag for three was it three days. Three days I went to Vegas with. Oh, this you can bag, pack a lot of stuff in that bag. Everything yeah, I need. I can imagine. It. Yeah, I was thinking like a 12, 12 pack of Modellos would fit perfectly. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was the point too, and and it's great that you brought that up because I wanted something that you could use on and off the bike, right. so you wouldn't have to just you know have one bag for when you ride or one bag when you go to work or one bag for when you travel. So um, that was kind of the goal, but it's so it's big enough to carry your laptop and overnight um, gear or whatever you need, but it's small enough so that when you're riding, you know, it doesn't really uh, throw you off balance. So it's got lots of pockets too that also helps with the weight distribution so how can our listeners see this bag yes. and maybe buy one absolutely um well i do have a website motoshikgear.com and we're also carried by scuderia and sf moto in san francisco okay cool very good is that one word moto chic it is one word yeah yes. M-O-T-O-C-H-I-C. And then gear, G-E-A-R.com. Fantastic. You know, the other the other interesting thing I, I liked about your website when I checked it out was the whole motosexual thing. So fill me in about this. Is this a, 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 a pleasure toy, or what is the power lily thing? Oh. I'm like, is this a motorcycle <laughs> thing or a vibrator? I don't know. But tell us about power lily. Well, actually, power lily is not mine, but it is uh, the offshoot of the Motorcycle Industry Council, and it's uh, supporting women in the industry. So um, what was great about Power Lily is they came up with a program called Gas Tank this year. So uh, this is the first year where they took entrance to um, a mentorship program. And uh, they picked five women, and Monoshik Gear was lucky enough to be selected. And we had a mentor. Um, we worked on our business plans, and then we went to AIM Expo in Florida in October, and we presented in a Shark Tank-like competition. So it was, you know, really fun. Right on! Yeah, and it was great to uh, see the other women's businesses, and there was everything from uh, Modern Moto Magazine um, to an energy um, bar for women who ride, and uh, so we all bonded, and uh, it was great. It was a great honor to win the competition, so I was really excited, and it really fueled me further. And you... Walk the walk and talk the talk, because you ride as well, don't you? Yeah, I'm okay, a... Okay, tell me about what you're riding right now. <laughs> so what's in your garage right now? So I have a dirt bike, I have a Yamaha TTR125. That's a great yeah. ride. Yes. Yeah. So does Jim. Hurts less when I fall. And um, I, ha- I have to say, like, I went to uh, Shalina Morita's dirt bike camp for women. It's up mm-hmm. in Petaluma, and it's great. Um, and they were literally women from 7 to 70. So a little girl and, you know, a a woman who'd been riding a while. Um, I also have an Aprilia Sport City 250 scooter. And then my latest toy is a Piaggio MP3 400. 
You know, I just got back from Piaggio school. Sweet. And, um, we did a whole thing. We spent a whole day on the MP3s. Really? And it's an amazing machine. It's pretty cool. It is an amazing machine. It is pretty much everything Piaggio know mm. about Mm-mm. everything. Um, and you can hustle around corners. On oh that. yeah, that thing we've passed uh, a lot of things uh, on the on the curvies up to uh, Alice's. Right, and for those who've maybe never heard of one, the MP3 is a three wheel scooter. Um, the front end is a masterpiece because it turns, it leans, it's got independent suspension. It's 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 an amazing piece of engineering. Why does it need a third wheel? No kickstand, bro. Like ETs, yeah, yes. St- stability. Yeah, it provides yeah. stability for maybe riders who aren't as stable on their feet. Um, it's <sighs> convenience. It's almost no. Don't need it, a it almost goes. Yeah. Um, because we can. Yeah. It right. It yeah, right. That's what I, I look at those things, and it's a because we can bike, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. It's it's not necessarily oh, it's going to be more stable or less intimidating. I mean, it is a big intimidating scooter. Yeah, it's a four hundred pounds. Um, it's the only cool trike. Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> it is. It is way cool. So well done, you, and you're enjoying it, no doubt. Yes. Yeah, I really am. Fantastic! And how long have you been riding overall? Because I, I know you, your journey's been a, a little bit shorter. Yeah, I, I'm a newbie. I'm about three years, and I, let me tell you, I'm a late starter in life. I didn't drive a car till I was 26. <gasps> I never You're drove a stick shift before oh I a motorcycle. I mean, I went to <laughs> motorcycle school, and the guy's like, "You don't really understand what a clutch does, do you?" I'm like, "Not really, but you know, I'm going with it." So. Um, you know, I. You're here now. Yeah, and that's all that matters. It's it's fun. I love having new adventures, and it's right. taking me places. So. And our, our listeners range from people who've been riding 30, 40 years, to people who are just starting out, or maybe even not started out yet. Mm-hmm. So, everyone is. It's everyone's welcome. It's yeah, gr- it's I, fantastic. It's great. It really is. All right, Emma. Yes. I, I think it's time. It's I think time. It, it's, it's time. time. Uh oh. So, um, bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun. it's the big question. Now, this is the question that we ask all our guests. Needs no explanation. <laughs> <laughs> it, it might. Uh, who, do you, who do you think should answer first? Well, um, I always like to hear newbies' answers because they have much lower, lower okay. lofty goals. Uh, so let's let's hear Aliki first. Aliki, what is your up the butt bike? Can you guess that it's a Honda? Keep going. All right, N S R. Yes. Four zero zero. Yeah. N S R four hundred. Okay. Very very nice. Good choice. Nice. That was my giddy okay. bike when I first started riding in 98. Right. Mm-hmm. Wanted it since. and uh, They make a rather good noise, don't they? And they break a lot, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, they are but quite fragile. The ultimate goal is to be able to afford a bike that can break a lot. Right. And uh, with the business, when it becomes successful, that is the bike that I'm going to buy to have as my, oh, I feel like riding you today bike. So okay. that's the one. Still gives me the giddies. And you know mm-hmm. what? As a racer, that's the one. That, do they do they have the NSRs in Canada? The, is that a they, two-stroke? So Canada that had the NSR uh, four hundred. Yeah, a two-stroke yeah. triple. Uh, the US. Did you sneak one down in your trailer? 
no, one day. <gasps> this is why like, one like day Honda's bike. Honda's version of the Honda's version Jeez. of the Widowmaker. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> except it probably actually the, handles the Gamma five hundred. But one. yeah, it's yeah. a it's a fantastic machine. Fast as fury. Fast yeah. now. Mm-hmm. You know, just forget that it was built twenty years ago. I mean, it's fast now. Mm-hmm. Deborah, oh, what oh, no. is your up the butt De- bike? I'm going to help you, Deborah. Don't say 400. Okay, that wasn't what I was thinking because I don't even know what it is. What's wrong with the CM? That's dream worthy. It is not butt worthy. Nah. Okay. I, I have a weird answer. and oh, Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I actually think URLs are cool. So I would like... With a sidecar? A URL with a sidecar. Yeah. Okay. To go Good. on adventures and uh, Isle of Man. It's a wish list thing. That is oh. a fantastic <laughs> choice. Isle of Man is so, a on a sidecar. Um, Maybe in a couple of years' time, we're going to see Deborah riding a tricked-out military Ural <laughs> around the Isle of Man during race week. Yeah, With me it in the could happen car. because, Why not? you know, here I am and I never thought I'd be doing this, so... Right, anything's possible after this. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you know, we don't call them Urals here, we call them urinals. Oh, well... <laughs> But it's a fanta- It's a very robust. Bike. Who was that here last we week with the Ural that. sidecar? With the Ural? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, we Wasn't had there one? one here. Who was that last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two wheel drive. I know. Yeah, two wheel drive. You can go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Who was that? Do we know? I'm blanking on his name right now, but yeah, no, it's a listener of ours who came to visit. Okay. Um, He's super cool. Was it oh Brian? yeah. Was it Brian? I'm sorry, I can't remember right now. I'd have to check, but yeah, it was a beautiful. Beautiful bike. Mm. I, yeah, it gave me faith again in, in, yeah. in the sidecars. Good there choices. Was, there was Good quite the, the little crowd around that bike. <laughs> well, you know, they've got that kind of they've got that kind of draw mm-hmm. around them because they definitely do. it's very industrial looking. Yeah, very it's very burly. military very looking. Very burly. Um, and the old ones, of course, you, they came with a machine gun mount on the sidecar. Yeah, and now they have a shovel. So yeah, exactly. On. Any they bike do. that comes with its own <laughs> shovel. Right? Awesome. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, cool. And I, I love, again, that you guys are here local. We're always so proud. Oh, God, thank you our, so much for joining us. Of our local. Our Absolutely. Yeah, our, our local motorcycling resources. We just keep tapping in more and more. Do, um, you, uh, do you think they're misfits, Liza? Pretty we'll see when the naked ride rolls around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys know about I've that, I've been right? thinking about that. My nards get too cold. Yeah, it's happening oh, next on. month. Next month. Come on down for the naked ride. Yeah, come and join us for the naked ride. Oh, yeah. Maybe in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do the polar bear swim. There the isn't one in the spring. <laughs> Hence the point of the naked ride. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I came from Canada to the warmer areas of the world. Oh, so you're I'm used trying to, it. to? No, 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 no. I didn't. I'm not used to it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like being cold. So no. I'm, I'm glad that now we we you know have had you guys here and, yeah. and we're on each other's radar and I'm sure we're going to start running yeah, into I think each other more y- now. You're both fabulous. Thank you. Thank you guys. You're both freaking badass. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the awesome show. creators. We like creators. We have a bunch of emails to catch email time on cat can you start with yours uh yeah i've got a topic for emma from roy um, what hey <laughs> hi emma being an electrical engineer i always found the whole m- motorcycle rectifier regulator clusterfuck interesting my 1978 yamaha xs750 has a car style alternator with a field coil that is energized when electric power is needed for charging. Yeah, that's an electromagnet, darling. 
When no power is needed, there is no alternator load on the engine. True that. When the regulator took a dump, I adapted a hack spit. I don't know what that means. Uh, Ford regulator in its place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fast forward to our modern bikes. The alternator uses permanent magnets instead yes, of field coils. Yes, it makes the alternator smaller and simpler, but with two big disadvantages. First, the alternator is always on and robbing horsepower from the engine. Mm-hmm. Second, now, instead of the regulator requesting power when needed, or when needed, the regulator now shorts the extra power to ground. It does. That is why the regulators tend to fail. It is now just brute force regulation and not at all elegant. No, he's absolutely right, because on the old bikes, and it's funny, this was half the trouble with the Triumph, because Liza mentioned we were working on a Triumph today. Back in the old days, your engine um, alternator produces AC current, and... Back in the old days, when there was an electromagnet with a field coil, the regulator was a very, very small affair. In a lot of cases, it was adjustable, which was, uh, you could adjust the amount of current coming. It was fabulous. It was a very, very small affair. Those days have gone. Japan has got away from that. And we've gone to these things. And of course, on a bike like the Triumph Sprint, it's got a whacking great alternator because it's got lots of electrical gizmos on it. It produces like a gazillion volts. And the regulator on it it's got these giant fins and the thing runs so fucking red hot and of course they fail um it it's not a great system but it's a simple system so and that's why they've gone down that route do you think that using heated grips or led lights or things like that would as auxiliary extra add-ons would lighten the load off of the alternator? I mean, potentially, it's a very, very fine line because the manufacturers are aware of the drag on the engine. So what they're doing now, particularly on the sport bikes, is they're saying when you have the headlight on, when you use the turn signals occasionally and the horn occasionally, this is the amount of electrical load you're going to need. We will put just enough on and you haven't got much in the way of reserve um on a bigger touring bike that tends to have a bigger alternator yes of course it's going to help on a sport bike it's not going to make that much difference um the exception are jigsaws and jigsaws will blow up their regulator rectifiers if you look at them wrong (laughs) you know if you're riding a guys any of our listeners if you're riding a jigsaw go out to it in the morning and say good morning very sweetly to your regulator rectifier because if you don't it's going to fail on your top two (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is again from Roy Hanks in Friday Harbor, Washington. Roy, you see, every time we get an email from Roy, I say, Roy, you have exactly the same name as an extremely famous Isle of Man TT sidecar racer. Was the uh, Roy Hanks um, race sidecars? Okay, hold on. I have to point something out. At the bottom of the email, it says, sent from Supermoto's iPhone. Oh! Yes! <laughs> That's all we need to know. So, um, no. Okay, I it, like you, it, Roy. No, Roy's, Roy's absolutely right. Um, I'm a great fan of the electromagnet, the, the field coil setup, but we're stuck with what we're stuck with. Knock! You're wearing it, something under that jacket. Did you just get back from Honky Tonkin? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you wearing? He secretly Nock? line dances in this his spare time. This is my uh, meet people shirt. Hard pimping. <laughs> it's 
That's fresh, dude. That is fresh. It's a really good color. Yeah, I think like, he's he's going bowling know. after this. Can I get that pattern uh, on, a, on a thermal? Y'all might not know this, but I'm a stylish <laughs> motherfucker, actually. Word. Yeah, well, we got some stylinistas hey, here, so it, we'll see. Did, did I see... I give it about an eight. Did I see Howdy Doody wear a shirt like that? Oh, yes, oh. yes, he did. I am actually a wooden puppet. <laughs> <laughs> So I Sit have, on his face and tell lies now. I have yeah. another email from Roy. Hey, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> He's did very I talkative. Mention, did I mention that Roy's got the same name as a... No, well. Okay. <laughs> as who now? <laughs> Is it sent so, from Supermoto's iPhone? Uh, sent from Supermoto's uh, iPhone. Yes. So Roy said, um, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about the pros and cons of new bikes with FI and electronic controls versus older bikes with carbs. I was saying how I, I hate it. He says, I agree for late model Japanese brands. You are limited to what you can do at home to adjust FI, O2 sensors, etc. Yes. But for many of the newer British and European brands... I know Emma would hang me by my balls if I lumped England in as Bullocks. part of Europe. <gasps> what? <laughs> Says things are quite a different matter. What's it? There is a free open source software program called TuneECU. I heard about what? it. You can find at TuneECU.com. Yes. It plugs into the motorcycle diagnostic port using a modified car ODB to computer cable. Yeah. So he says so for his KTM 690 SMC, he can change the ignition tables, FI maps, throttle mapping, turn off things like the O2 and air injection systems, read out all sensor voltages in real time, blah, blah, blah. That is he all says, I need very this. true. He says, I refer to my KTM as the ultimate computer accessory. My other three bikes all have carbs, including a stock XS750E that I rode round trip from the Bay Area to Alaska years ago. Your turn, Liza. <laughs> no thanks. Right. Uh, he says, I can try 20 different FI maps, throttle responses, and ignition curves in a day on the KTM and save each of them away as separate files. I can't do that on my other bikes. By the way, he says, I am 60 and can figure this shit out. So all of you can too. <laughs> Yeah, but you're like you're not dumb. <laughs> no, he he sounds very smart, and I know about that program, and everything he says about it is true. The slight disadvantage with it, it is a tuning program, yeah. and you can, if you start running into problems with your bike, maybe a no start, or is running like a three legged horse or something, it, it's limited what you can do with it. And I think my argument against um, the whole uh, uh, ECU thing was it is still limited yeah. what the home mechanic can do. Yeah, you, you got a dyno, it run on a dyno. It yeah. needs to be run. Right. You, know, you could adjust all the values you want, but if you don't know how it's running in like live in person or and applied in the real world, it's gonna be still gonna be difficult. You know. Right, right, right. And you know, it's I'm very, very old school, but. I spend all day, every day, working on these things, and my bike has points and carburetors. Yeah. And we, does that speak volumes? I don't know. Well, for those who <laughs> want to tune up their bike, tuneecu.com. Yeah, give them a like try. A cool and yeah. You can't beat Definitely free. You cannot yeah. beat free. Thanks, thanks, Roy, for that. Hey, Douglas, you got an email to read? Uh, I do. Uh, it is titled Motorbikes and Such. This is uh, written by Mark. He Hi, says, Mark. Misfits, greetings from Oregon. I found your podcast by sheer luck this summer. 
I have been enjoying my weekly listens ever since. Of course, I am an avid rider, both street and dirt, whenever and wherever. Ninja 650R and a CRF 250R are my current ponies. Cool. Anyways, on to other matters. As I've listened to your fucking hilarious podcast, <laughs> I've enjoyed hearing about yeah. this ride or that ride, etc. It's been a real inspiration to the point where I'm planning a trip with my two boys, uh, 12 and 13. Aww, yay. I don't know why you'd name your kids 12 and 13. But <laughs> <laughs> Keep track. Uh, both avid riders. <laughs> they lost their... <laughs> Irish twins you got there, dude. <laughs> yeah, they lost the first one. <laughs> Both avid riders... <laughs> fucking me all up. Both avid riders uh, as well. Uh, we are planning a four-state dirt bike adventure. We are planning... Ooh, uh, can I have you as my come? dad? We are planning on hitting the best OHV trails we can find based on reviews from RiderPlanet.com. This is something I've always wanted to do, but felt locked down by my parental duties. But now, with my boys being older and experienced riders, my wife is urging me to follow this plan uh, as far down the rabbit hole as needed. These, <laughs> are, these are the parents that we all wish we had. Right, yeah. Yeah, right, totally. totally. Our plan brings us in close proximity to Santa Cruz and Recycle <gasps> Garage. What? We're, well, come we're on hoping, in, Pana. Yeah, we're hoping to stop by and see your shop. The boys listen as well. I'm oh, sorry. God. Oh, oh, shit. Shit. They're going to be foul mouth like sailors. Uh, the boys I can't wait to ask well. children what their up the butt bike is. <laughs> and, uh, and they have thing. so many questions. We're planning this trip in February around my 35th birthday. Uh, if this is possible, great. If not, we totally get it, and we'll just continue to enjoy the podcast, etc. Hope to hear back from you soon. Thanks. Well, Mark, thank you very much for writing in. Mark, Mark, twelve and thirteen. Look forward to meeting well, you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually planning a similar trip right now. We're going to go out to the desert. I'm looking at Mojave, uh, like in about a month. We're going to go really? for a week. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to do some of that desert stuff. Going to do some sick. So yeah, if anybody's ever been, hand to, me the shit beer. Was it Johnson Valley? Anyway. And uh, Mark, when you're here, you want to go ride OHV, man. Let me know, and we'll take you out for a good time. There's some yeah, killer sure. parks around here yeah, that are within an hour of Santa Cruz. So and good with the kids too. Yep, would be awesome. Kids. Let's do it. As yep. soon as we get in. a date, let us know as We're soon in. as you just can. Just not so that February we can... 10th through the 12th. <gasps> oh my God, they would be great monkeys on the chariots. Yeah, but they would be. Jim and I are going to be gone. Well, you know, you know to cut that trip short if you fuck up on those uh, on those chariots. I'll tell you what? <laughs> no, no, no. Putting little children on they're not big enough for the, the chariots is bordering on child cruelty. No, but they right? heal so just, yeah, really well. We kind of well. condone that a little bit, maybe. I don't know. They, they heal. Are we really, really is it too soon they to do, talk they about chariots? They bounce back very quickly. <laughs> yes. Oh, and just so so Deborah and Leaky, so you know what the chariots are. We um have modified milk crates that we drag, we tether to motorcycles and drag with monkeys on them behind us in races. Uh, it only adds and I, I see the gears turning times. in your head, Aliki. You I, I'm, a, I'm imagining so who has the TTR this happen. I need to see a picture of this. There, there's our one TTR125. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So I might be able to hook you guys up with, like, kitty-sized, small <gasps> leather stuff. <laughs> don't, don't. I'm kind yes. of a midget myself, so if you need to borrow some leathers, just uh, let me know. Available yes. in yes. sizes. So, not you got an email there to read? I do. Uh, okay, here we go. Hey, guys. keep. This is from uh, <laughs> Brett Farrell. Uh, it is titled hey, RFID Keyless Start with a Twist. Hmm. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, keep up the good work on the great podcast, Writing from North Wales, which is very pretty this time Oh, look you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that French? Emma just is turned that... into like some sort of sub. Aye, boy. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, put, put a wooden spoon in her mouth. Something's uh, happening. I know. Get where crazy folks are riding at zero degrees centigrade. Yes. Uh, with thick cold frost everywhere. Uh, at least the push bike infestation seems to have cleared by now. Uh, this is a great blog post. See link below. So you sent us a link of uh, of uh, <laughs> a discussion related to RFIDs and having them implanted yeah, we under your arm. So uh, what? you don't have to. Yes. Uh, in their skin. Yeah, Dude, I would skin, totally so, uh, do that. You don't lose your, your keys or whatever. No, see, I like that. <laughs> Can yeah. I get like a, a signal interrupter for my XR and get an <laughs> RFID chip planted under my skin? I totally would. <laughs> I'm looking at magnets so I can feel magnetic. Can we magnetic stick Wi Fi on you so we get better reception here? Wi Fi Signal booster. <laughs> antenna out of your That's butt. what getting abducted by aliens does for you, right? <laughs> yeah, now Nancy says, uh, he concludes with, now if I could only get to this thing to start my bike at 1958 T. One one zero RFID kickstart. Yes. Yeah. What a fantastic bike. That is a triumph. Yeah. Tiger one ten. Wait. If it's a kickstart, how is he gonna get keyless? Well, that's that's kind of the joke, right? Like, (laughs) like you have a bitch of a time trying to kick over an old bike, but now you have an RFID chip, so Ah. nobody could really take it if they wanted to. Um. Well, I mean, they could take it. They just can't take it. Right. Right. Which no, is what what, I'm looking what's to the to fella's mine. what's the fella's name? Uh, Brett Farrell. Brett. Um, my brother actually lives in North Wales. He lives in Llanfaes. So I don't know where you are, darling. But um, my yeah, my brother lives on a 300-year-old cottage stuck on the side of a mountain in Llanfaes. Has he <laughs> actually achieved what he's been talking about? Because if he has, I need schematics and like <laughs> items. Well, I mean, we we chip our dogs and cats, and there's no reason why we can't chip humans. Yeah, but a Tiger One Ten's only got like one wire on it, so it's coming. <laughs> 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 you just you stick the, the wire. The XR in your has <laughs> like eight. Are you kidding me? I can figure it out. No, it you might stick have the two. wire in your mouth and you kick it over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. bloody, absolutely bloody marvelous. Fine, I love Tiger One Ten. It would be wouldn't it be the best joke to like implant while well, implant like a an ignition blocker on her. Also. <laughs> She can never start a bike whenever everyone else could go up and kick it right away. Yeah. Oh God. That would be the worst type of psychological warfare ever. Wow. Was that the was that the end of the emails or more? That's it. Oh, okay. Right, cool. Thanks for writing in. Cool, thanks. Um, Those are fun. So I have a short one here. Uh from JR. Uh in reference oh, who to sh- who shot him? <laughs> oh, come on, really? <laughs> In reference to our last Doc, podcast. you're showing your age, don't even, I know. Just, I, uh, don't, don't even get me started on that. You look oh, so young, though. And this is it's cool. the goat placenta. We got a lot of feedback. And that shirt. Emma? Yes? We got a lot of feedback on Emma's history hall. And he says, I hope you can interview Miss Beard on the show. That is my intent. Uh, some other suggestions for Emma's history hall. My history hall is full of surprises. <laughs> indeed. Okay. And dark indeed. I'm getting really <laughs> uncomfortable with this. <laughs> Uh, he suggests the Royal Enfield story. Yes. And Raleigh Free. Oh, God, yeah. Raleigh Free would be great. I feel like we're just being overrun with this whole British stuff. I mean, next week. No, Raleigh Free. Well, whatever oh, gets wait, our, wait, 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 Whatever wait. gets you off the scooters. <laughs> Number yeah. one. And electric bikes. Uh, Number one, okay. the Royal Enfield story is as much part of India as it is about Britain. And second, Mr. Free is a Texan. Fair enough. So... 
You know, in, enough of the <coughs> British stuff already. You All right, Jim, stop being hateful. Jim, <laughs> what, what do you have there? So we uh, got an email from Lance. Thank you very much, Lance, for sending in the email. Hey, Lance. Hello, Misfits. Longtime listener, first time writing in. Okay, I just yeah, right. finished listening to episode 175. Jesus Christ. And like all the ep- other really? episodes, it was miserably poorly done and w- terribly engineered. <laughs> <laughs> But aside from that, I can listen to Knock all night long. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So anyway, he is a good. St- he is a. No, no, that's not. You know, it says I can listen to Knock all night long because he puts me to sleep like a baby. That's what I can do that too, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will admit that I'm a member in good standing of Emma's army. Yeah. So to have a podcast with more, more Emma is always a good thing. Do I get royalty checks when people say that? <laughs> yeah. I'm partially. I, yeah, I'll pay you right now. All I got is two fives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hold, hold on, because I have something special just for that. What? I do. What? Hey? Emma's army will fuck you up. <laughs> and don't forget it. <laughs> yeah. I think I was vaguely there for that one. Uh, so he's asking a bit of a request. Yes. I would love for you to interview um, Elspeth Beard, as yes. she is an amazing lady. No, she um, is. She's fantastic. Right. So um, if you'd like to hear more of her story in her own words before you interview her, I thought you may like to know that she recently did an interview on Canadian podcast Adventure Writer Radio. Oh. So anyway, it was a These great These people listen- are still alive? <laughs> I don't know. And I'm terrible. sorry. <laughs> So, but we covered. Uh, what an asshole. Well, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was great to listen. Really enjoyed it. Uh, whenever, you, whenever, you, whenever your new motorcycles and misfit podcast drops, I always rush to listen to it. I'm very glad that the ride show introduced so many people more to you, as you surely deserve every bit of recognition. Well, thank you. Hey. So hey. thank you for many hours of excellent entertainment. I look forward to every episode to come. Lance, thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Lance. Thank you. Thanks, Lance. Thanks for the email, Emma. Yes. So you were saying that I was being mean to you. Well, I saved this last email. No, I said you were being hateful. Okay, well, go ahead and read (laughs) this next email. Get it right, Liza. What else is new? um, So I'm just going to read this. So, hello, uh, this is from Rodney. 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 Piercy. Um, Where's he from? We call him Hot Rod. Yeah, Hot Rod. Hello, Misfits. Just wanted to let you know how much I've been enjoying your podcast. Like many others, I started listening after seeing you on Ride with Norman Reedus. Well, there you are. But unlike many others, I'm not going to make this an Ask Emma email. Sorry, Emma. (laughs) Um, I'd love to ride or hang out with each of you. Probably not me, Um, (laughs) tra-la-la. When you ever come back my way... Oh, he's close to the tail of the dragon. Um, Chirahala Skyway and many other awesome roads in the Great Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. Please make sure you let us know on the podcast so I can come up and meet with you all. For sure. That's y'all. Yeah, with y'all. There you go. I'm an older guy. Nothing wrong with that, darling. Um, <laughs> most of my bikes have been cruisers. Nothing wrong with that either. But me and the guys I ride do ride hard for cruisers touring bikes anyway. We cool. do replace tires and skid and peg skid bolts often. Well, good. Um, but I've never heard you speak of two of my favourites on your podcast, and I was wondering what you thought of them. I had a two, uh, 2003 VMAX. Well, VMAX is... Those, VMAX those are dope. Badass. Marvelous They're pretty bike. dope, Carp. I still uh, have not ridden one. I, oh, it's, it's been no, on my list. They're great. 
and pull your arms off. The, I know. The, the VMAX is very, very clever, and I'll talk about that in a minute, why it's so clever. Um, and several Honda Valkyries, which are also bloody marvellous bikes, mm-hmm. um, both first generations. Currently have a 2008 Goldwing and a 2000 Valkyrie that I'm customising would love your input. Very nice. I'm basi- um, making it basically a motor on two wheels, which is the best thing you can do with a Valkyrie. Cafe Bobber naked bike style. Any suggestions from the great minds of the Misfits would be appreciated. Oh, you know what? Email Mike. I was going to say, yeah. do that Mike's not here. I think he should paint his Valkyrie the colour of Knox shirt. Yeah, this is a nice blue shirt. Oh, the, yeah. with the plaid, especially. With the plaid. The blue plaid <laughs> and the cowboy And the look. arrows on the, on the, on the pocket. Uh, excuse balls, me, they're dude. called yoke pockets. <laughs> Well, the pocket is that when you, go to, when you go to breastfeed. When you, you want to in there, you play with your nipples. There. Yes, but the I'll gas tanks right could now. be the plaid. It'd be pretty. Hang sweet. on, yeah. we're not finished with the email yet, darling. Sorry. One more thing. I changed my mind. Well, it's a man's prerogative, I suppose. I think Emma is very knowledgeable, not only in mechanical knowledge but even electrical and technical knowledge. She's top notch. Thank you. And shoes, Rod. Don't Damn forget straight. the shoes. You're yeah, just I'm loving the shit out of this. Yeah, yeah I do. <laughs> I do all, and you rode all in in uh, um, capital. So um, the wrenching on my bikes because, well, truthfully, I trust myself more than anybody else. Understandable. And you know what? Understandable. There's a lot to be said for that. I mean, the, the, the standard of mechanical work is across the board. Yep. But that applies to every industry. Um, but I definitely trust Emma and would love to talk bike tech with you anytime. Well, thank you, darling. I'd love to talk bike tech with you. Being so far in the southeast, I've heard very little about electric bikes around here. Um, mm-hmm. I've learned most from your podcast, but I'm very interested because being in the elevator field, I know much about control systems and electric motors and believe it is the future of all transportation. And you know what, Rod? You can you can slice it and dice it any way you want, but it's the future. I mean, we've already and it's discussed here. this. Yeah. And it's here. It's now. Um, I'm excited for what the future holds. I think we all are. In short, you guys are awesome, except for me. Keep up what you're doing. When I retire, I would definitely love to start a cop garage. What's stopping you now, Rod? Yeah. You should do it right now. There are not many near me. Thanks for your time, Rodney. Oh, my up-the-butt bike is a Honda Rune. Oh, yeah. Those were concept bikes, right? They never actually uh, built her. When 2004, baby. I yeah. had a Rune on my bench about six months ago. Oh, they existed. They were for reals? No, yeah. no, they're real. Oh, I thought they were uh, No, prototypes. it's um, 1800 yeah. Goldwing engine. It's the weirdest fucking front end you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was scratching my head over this crazy ass front end, and when you ride it, the front end is doing like really peculiar things under you. It's kind of going up and down, but it's going backwards and forwards as well. It's not like a beamer tail. It's really thing, is stubby. It? The front end is really stubby. Well, it's, it's no, like, it's it's stranger than a telelever. It's like yeah, there you go. Look at that front end. I mean, what the hell is going on there? Is it a Hasek uh, front end? Oh, that's what it kind of looks like, mm-hmm. does. Yeah, it's it's like an inverse Springer, but it's got a telelever in there. I mean, it's a total ego trip. Yeah. Um, very expensive bike. I mean, it was, it was a total ego trip. In fact, I will stick my neck out. I want to say I think that was the most expensive Honda... Aside from the NR750, yeah. which... Yeah. Y- uh, we didn't get in America. Um, uh, how many years did they make the rune? Like a year? 
No, years? a couple of years. Yeah, okay. it was two years. I yeah, think. two years. Two years. But yeah, um, yeah, great bike to own. That back fender's got to go though. <laughs> no. So real quickly, I got some announcements to make. Um, <clears throat> on January second, uh, Ride with Norman Reedus will be playing in the uh, AMC UK. Oh, good show. January second. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're looking forward to that as well. So you can tune in, um, and then turn on, drop out. I also um, be ready to uh, read the emails in, <laughs> yes. in British accents. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wanted to make sure. Um, I wanted to, to thank Leaky and Deborah again for coming in. Yeah. Give you an opportunity. Um, did we say how much your your bags are going for? Uh, no, we didn't, but they're three twenty-five. And mm-hmm. in 2017, I'm coming out with a sport version, so it's non-leather, lighter, and that'll be slightly below that price point. So. $3.25. Got it. That's it, really the good deal. It's, <laughs> it's the best deal going. Take I'll take two. It's a beautiful bag. It's totally worth it. I've had mine for a year and a half in my... In my it's worth paying it's good money for good equipment, awesome. man. It totally. survives and, me. And again, your web website where they can go to buy it? Motoshikgear.com. Motoshikgear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Show knock your shirt. Aliki. Say hi to yeah. Joanne for me when you see her. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, shirts. Aliki, show knock your shirt. Um, ooh, here. Here's some of my underwear for you. Oh, nice. And Aliki, just, uh, did you say how much your shirts I are going not. for? How much are they going for? So I got the stock stuff for about $97.99. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Next year, I'm going to get some printed. Uh, custom looking stuff in inventory in stock for the nice. same price and um, any of the custom stuff you want a one off it's 135 bucks and that includes the artwork as well and you know nice. I gotta tell you so it's basically 40 bucks more for the custom stuff that's a bargain pretty much a lot of people are saying that yeah, yeah. that's a co- that's a bargain yeah this will make yeah. you uh, make it easy to, to get in out of your leathers here and you know oh, what yeah. knock if you were to put that on right now you would look like a superhero no i wouldn't <laughs> i think we raised the blue on his shirt it's pretty close with the sample shirt yeah. i got right there that's yeah, that's a young there. arrow pockets yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah. and again people can get like a western shirt vnm all about sport yeah right? go to uh, facebook.com slash vnm sport you can contact me through there and you can uh, see all the different custom stuff we've done we have some badass artists on it uh, that's a that's a dice di- cool. shirt right Dye sublimation, yeah. yeah. So high performance dye sublimation shirt. Cool. Nice. And if you want to reach us, <clears throat> well, Zach, tell people how to reach us. Zach's not you here, can find man. Us online at motorcyclesandmisfits.com, on Facebook at Recycle Santa Cruz. Send us an email at recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail.com, and you can call and leave us a voicemail at 831 291 Everyone's looking very puzzled. <laughs> Everyone's looking really sad. It just reminded us. A little, a little I, warning you know next time. Voice from beyond. <laughs> I a, miss him. That's I, a nice touch. He's here uh, with us. Voice from beyond. Voice. Oh, I miss him so I much. Know. I miss yeah. him already. So, again, thank you, everyone. Um, who's been listening made it this far also again mm. special thanks to our patreon subscribers who i got in our short our shirts they're for cool them. looking shirts oh too. god yeah they uh, are bloody marvelous not everyone looking. here has seen them yet not everyone here is going to get one it's a limited edition so i'm Wait, taking what? care they of our good. Yeah, suckers you need- first <laughs> oh. and then we'll uh, for misfits after that yeah patreon subscribers you are going to be blown away yeah, by these shirts. but for five dollars a month donation you can get a t-shirt 
And your name on my next cast. <laughs> <laughs> you, seem, you seem really optimistic. Oh, don't I am. Uh, don't I even... said cast, not casts. <laughs> <laughs> don't even fuck around with that. And then uh, thanks again to everyone who leaves reviews and all the emails and everyone who goes on to the Facebook page. Um, don't forget, we got our Instagram that uh, Check Jim's out Instagram. Yeah, uh, me and Mary have been doing it and it's recycle underscore garage. Check it out and... Uh, are you yeah. going to put that video of me on a moped on there? There's already one video of you on a moped on there, but today's video, I think, is, is Oh, it's a crowning achievement. Yeah. And our new friends uh, on the Pretty Girl Couch, so we can cross-reference there, too. And then I know that um, we've en- Mike has enlisted the help of Jonathan to start helping him turn out more videos for the YouTube page. Awesome. So we're staying up on all of that stuff. So I think we're ready to wrap up. Again, thank you two for coming down. Yeah. Thank you. Such a blast. Thank you. Now that you've been here, you have an open invite to come back anytime. So if you have something new you want to come promote, by all means. Or you just want to come hang out. You're like, nah. (laughs) I'm going to, I'll take the night to think about that one. Or if you want to get dragged on a milk crate behind a motorcycle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes, I do. We'll call you. (laughs) (laughs) Or go dirt biking. So I think on that note, I think we're ready to wrap up. This is Liza. This is Chuck. Doug. Naked Jim. Emma Darling. Deborah. There you go. Aliki. (laughs) Meow. Yeah, this is Knock. Speedo. We did lose Isaac uh, about half an hour ago. Yeah. yeah. In case you didn't notice. Fortunately, he passed out from the fumes. Hey, but. Oh, hey, look who's going! Hi, Isaac. Psych, the show's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on that note, let's get out of here. Cool, Woo. cool.